we're going to conclude that series, Spring is Coming. And we're going to conclude with this subject, It Gets Better in the End. I want you to hold on to that. Wherever you are on the continuum of life, it's going to get better. It really does. Someone once told me, they said, I said, time heals all wounds. I said, no, it doesn't. What you do with time determines the healing of wounds. But with God, it gets better in the end. This is the last of it. Here's our subject. I want you to just take a moment. I know you're getting your pads even at home. I want you just to lift your hands for a moment. Wherever you are on the continuum of life, here is God's word. It's going to get better. I'm going to give you a scripture to prove that to you. Wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with, a medical condition, a family crisis, a financial situation, whatever it is, it gets better in the end. I want you to hold on to that. Now let's go into the word of God. Here is the scripture for you. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Better is one who is patient in spirit than one who is proud in spirit. The book of Ecclesiastes, perhaps I would argue, is one of the most understudied books, but often quoted. Generally, you'll hear it quoted a lot at funerals. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That's Ecclesiastes. But Ecclesiastes is an interesting book because it, the title literally means a preacher. It comes to us from Latin, Ecclesiastes, one who addresses the assembly. But in Hebrew, he's called Koheleth. And if you read the text, you will see that he calls himself the preacher. I, the preacher, the son of so-and-so. He's a preacher. But what he does, he is someone who has lived life, gone through ups and downs, and has assessed life. He's done much of what life has to offer. He's indulged himself. He's drank. He's eaten. He's had women, parties. He's had possessions. And what he does in the book is he comes to various conclusions about life that makes him almost pessimistic. One of the first conclusions, and that's what he's going to do throughout the book. Here's a conclusion. He's going to say, the wind blows from the north to the south, then back to the north, then he keeps going around. It's a cycle. The sun rises, it sets, and goes back to its course. It's a cycle. All the rivers run into the ocean, but yet the ocean is not full. Here's the conclusion. All is vanity. Vexation of spirit. What does it all matter? That's one of his conclusions. You know this one. He says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not for the... The battle is not for the strong. Bread doesn't even go to people who are wise. But time and chance happens them all that's not a good text <laughs> time and chance happens to them all he's the one that says hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear God keep his commandments but this that I'm showing you this morning is another conclusion he makes out of life having done everything he realizes that the end of something is much better than the beginning
So what I want to do is I want to show you how to look at the cycles of life, the beginning, the middle point, and the ending. I'm going to use the day to show you how we can do that, the AMs of life, the afternoons of life, and the evenings of life. And you can decide where you are on the continuum. Am I in the morning? Am I in the afternoon? Or am I in the evening of life? You can do this with anything because all of life is a cycle. It has its mornings, has its afternoon, and it has its evenings. If you get a job and you start that job, it has its morning, its afternoon, and its evening. And I'm, I'm talking more than just the 24-hour cycle. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible teaches that the evening and the morning were the day. And you need both components. You need the morning, you need the evening to make up the day, the yom of God. So here's what I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what the morning looks like when you're young, when you're strong, when you're gullible, when you're naive. I'm going to show you what the afternoon looks like when things start getting a little hotter and a little bit more humid. Then I'm going to show you what the evening looks like when you're more seasoned and settled. And ask yourself, what time is it in my life? Ready? All right, let's go. Let's talk about the morning, the a.m. of life. The term a.m. means anti-meridian. The word meridian means midday. So anti means before anything in the morning happens before midday. Today we would say before noon. This is the morning of life. What you will find in the morning is we get up. We're new. We're young. But you find that we're often anxious because we're young. We want things to happen right now. We're strong. We, we've got virility. We want to make things happen. Reminds me of myself when I first started the ministry. Things got to happen right away. The ministry has to grow. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And there are a lot of anxieties that accompany the morning. What God wants to teach you in the beginning of anything is guard against anxieties. Don't be anxious for anything. In fact, Jesus puts it like this, take no thought, take no thought, what you eat, what you wear, where you should live, take no thought, don't be anxious, sufficient is the evil of the day. Every day has what you need in it. I want you to hear that again. Every day has what you need inside of it. And sometimes the reason why we repeat something on Tuesday, it's because we missed it on Monday. Every day, sufficient is the day. Everything that you need in a day, God has put it in there. I will show you in a minute why God says, be anxious for nothing. So get rid of all the anxieties. In other words, relax in the morning. Our strength can deceive us and make us more anxious than we ought to be. That's why sometimes younger people don't want to take the time to educate themselves. Just want to make money now. I just want to have a car now. Johnny has a car. I need a car right now. I just want a pair of Nikes right now. Take the time. Because after a while, if you do the morning right, you don't have to buy Nikes. You can own the store. Guard against anxieties and anything that you're new at. Just 
Take it easy just for a moment. Number two, in the morning we're green. I'm using a, a term that farmers use. We're new to things. We are neophytes. We're naive. And so we're often gullible because it's still early in the process. And so what God says, when you are in the morning, guard against ignorance. Take your time to know what you know. And what you don't know, take the time to know it. Are you going to follow me? This is significant. In the morning, guard against ignorance. So that you're not 50 knowing what you should have known when you were 20. I know I'm talking right. Take your time. That's why, watch, watch closely. That's why the educational process is best when you're young. Not like you and I. I'm going back to school. I'm 40. Well, nothing wrong with that. It's just you didn't take the time to guard against gullibility or ignorance. Paul would put it like this. I would not have you ignorant, brethren. In the morning, don't be ignorant. Finish your studies. If I were to put it literally, graduate. Isn't that a beautiful term? Graduate. In other words, get ready to go to the next level. So this is what he says. Watch. Wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs 4, verse 7. And in all thy gettings. This is a morning text. In all thy gettings, get understanding. Because the afternoon is coming. And you don't want to be ignorant when it gets hot. And all thy gettings, get understanding. Let's go a little further. This one is great. Don't eat in the morning. Say, Pastor, no breakfast? No, I'm not talking that. Watch. When you are young, there's a sense in which you want instant gratification. In the morning is not the time for gratification. The morning is actually, this is why in the ancient world, the best meal was eaten in the evening. North America, we're having big breakfast, 50 pancakes, bacon and eggs. That's nothing wrong with that. But, but, but in principle, watch. Woe unto you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes eat in the morning. So you have to learn, watch. It's a principle. You have to learn how to delay gratification until the evening. Can I show you something? You will appreciate accomplishments in the evening. One of the dangers, I struggle with it as a parent, we all struggle, giving our children too much in the morning. We all struggle with that. Coming into riches too soon, success too quickly, can be a destruction to who we are. Don't eat in the morning Wait a little bit. So when you're in the morning, here's what you want to do. You want to cultivate patience. This is so important. In the morning, what you should be working on is not success. Patience. Don't worry about achievements. Patience. Because you have need of patience even after you've done the will of God. Because watch, he that shall come, he will come. But you have to learn how to cultivate patience. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. It's called long-suffering. Wait, I say on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. 
This is one of the greatest qualities that you can ever work on, being patient. Knowing that I won't have an attitude if it doesn't happen right away. Watch, knowing that I won't quit if I don't see the end result right away. Because what I'm teaching myself is something relative to my relationship with God. Sometimes he does not do the things that I think he should do when I think he should do it. Because he's teaching me how to wait. Oh, but I feel him now. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run, walk. They shall not faint. There's something about patience. You can't teach this message today because we're cultivating a generation of people that want things right now. But the reality is management comes through process. Because when you get some things, you have to be processed to know how to manage those things. Now feel the Spirit of God in the sanctuary. The reason why, do you know that even in universities in America, they're now taking young black men and they're sitting them down, teaching them financial courses, management courses. These are athletic guys because they know that at 21, 22, they're going to be signing multi-million dollar contracts. The problem is at 21, 22, you're still in the morning. This is why later on you will see guys who have made $100 million and they're bankrupt. Patience in the morning. Patience in the morning. Patience in the morning. The Lord is here. Patience in the morning. Patience with your children. They're still in the morning. Don't beat process into them. Wait on God. Watch. Sow seeds in them, not belts on their bottoms. Sow seeds in them. Water those seeds and wait on God. Write the vision. Make it plain. But don't give up on it because ultimately if you wait for it, it will come. It will speak at the end and it will not lie. Let's go a little further. This is all in the morning. Here's what you need to do now in the morning. Make sure at the start of anything, plan, plan, plan. And while you're planning, pray, pray, pray. Plan well, pray some more. Plan well, pray some more. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication. Plan. If you're going to build a tower, plan to build it. If you're going to go to fight a war, plan to build it and pray some more. If we would teach people, because the problem is what we don't teach people is in the morning, that's the time to pray. The problem is when trouble comes in the afternoon, people start, I got to pray. No. Plan, pray in the morning. Maybe that's one of the reasons why we teach people that the first thing you should do in the morning when you get up is pray. It's in the morning. Plan and pray. Plan and pray. You will find out after a while that watch the morning. Listen to this organically gives way to the afternoon. 
This is why you don't have to force anything to happen. You see, your watch is a beautiful analogy. As the little hand is going around and it's just so organic, you don't have to make things happen. It's going to happen. If you wait long enough, 11 becomes 12. It's organic how God has built this world. It's going to happen. The afternoon is going to come. The question is not whether or not the afternoon is going to come. The question is, what have you done with the morning when the afternoon comes? Now here comes the afternoon. What happens in the afternoon? This is interesting. It gets hot. Often it's humid. Now what do you have to do in the afternoon? Because you've planned, you've prayed, you've got to watch for trouble. Because this is generally when trouble comes, when it's hot. When it's humid, man that is born of woman, few days, but full of trouble. He rises up in the morning like a flower, but in the afternoon he is cut down. That's one of the reasons why I told you, plan and pray. The lack of planning gives the enemy advantage against you. Dare I say the lack of prayer gives him a greater advantage against you. He generally comes in the afternoon of your life. When things get hot and challenging, watch. Number two, the afternoon is demanding. And it's often dangerous. I'm going to share something with you. Jesus was crucified at 3 p.m. I know that. You say, well, how do you know that? Because he was crucified in the sixth to the ninth hour. Six is 12, the ninth hour is three o'clock in the afternoon. You have to watch now for wickedness. Please understand this. I believe that in the latter days, there is a spirit of wickedness that is released into the world. That's why the Bible teaches us now that we should be circumspect. Watch all around, redeeming the times, for the days are evil. Watch in the afternoon for wickedness. There's going to be demands placed on your life. People are going to start pulling things from you, taking things from you. I was watching something on television and I, you know, I was very angry because I said, God, you know, and I'm, please forgive me. I said, maybe I need to get a gun and just stand in the garage and park the vehicles outside and let these guys come because they were showing me how people were stealing people's cars. The, 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 the sophistication, going, getting devices that can read the fob from your house. Your keys are sitting on your dresser and they're reading the signal of fob while your car is in the driveway to walk away. And I said, God, somebody needs to do something. Perhaps I get a gun and I stand by my car so I can shoot somebody so that they'll stop doing that. No, no. <laughs> but do you follow that? A lady went to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the mall. She came out. Her car was gone. When I look at that, I don't look at that as petty crime. I look at that as wickedness. That's absolute wickedness. What you've done to buy your car, what you need it for. Perhaps she's in the mall with her children. Perhaps she's in the mall with a little baby. And she comes out and she doesn't have a car. In the afternoon, you've got to watch for wickedness. Keep your eyes open, brothers and sisters. Don't be deceived. Keep your eyes open. If the Holy Spirit says pray, pray now. 
Don't, don't tell him, I'm in Forever 21, I can't pray. Drop the dress, start praying. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't tell him I'm on my lunch break. If the Spirit of God begins to nudge you, pray now. Something is being plotted against you in the afternoon. Watch for wickedness. Watch how it comes disguised. And then let's keep going. Stay calm in the afternoon. Don't, don't lose your mind. Stay calm and stay committed. Doesn't matter what breaks loose in the afternoon. Stay calm. This is called the composure of the afternoon. Just stay calm. I shall not be moved. God is with me. Now I'm talking to myself. I shall not be moved. This too shall pass. What the enemy intended for evil, God's going to work it for. Stay calm in the afternoon. Don't lose your composure. I know I've done that many times. I'm telling you, stay calm. Don't raise your voice. Don't start breathing heavily. Start praying. And if you can't pray, start worshiping. Stay calm. For he shall keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Stay calm in the afternoon. What you're letting the enemy know is that when you come in like a flood, the Spirit of God is going to lift a standard against you. Don't lose your mind in the afternoon. Stay calm and stay committed. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For this you know that your labor is not in vain. I'm coming, watch. Stay strong in the afternoon and stay sturdy. I told God, I said, I have made, listen to this word, a plethora of mistakes. And I know that some people think I'm this, some people think I'm this, some people over here think he's a great guy, some people think I've got horns coming out of my head. But I told the Lord, I said, what matters to me the most is what you think about me. At the end of the day, it would be great if everyone thought that I was an angel. It would be wonderful if everyone sang my praise. But at the end of the day, what matters is what you think about me. So watch, I'm to stay strong and sturdy, knowing this, that if my faith fails me in the day of adversity, know that my faith is weak. Be strong in the Lord. Adversity measures your strength. That's all it's doing. It's measuring your strength. It's measuring your capacity. And there's nothing, I want you to hear this. There's nothing that happens to you that is intended to destroy you. You need to say amen to that because you feel at times like this is going to kill me. But he will never place on you more than you can bear. Adversity is measuring your strength that's all it's doing and then this is my favorite then we'll do the evening in the afternoon when it gets too hot seek cool moments what am i trying to say generally when you're in trouble we do this i don't know why we run from god in the afternoon don't hide from him hide in him there's a difference. This is what Adam does. You know the interesting thing? I'm in the Genesis, you know. In the afternoon, in the cool of the day, Adam made a mistake. And he hid from God. 
what he should have done. This is great. Oh, thank you. Because when you make a mistake, you feel dirty. You feel guilty. You feel ashamed. That's the time to hide in the one who can wash you, cleanse you, redress you. Don't hide from him. Hide in him. That's what guilt does. It lets you hide in the wrong places. But when you make a mistake, when you're up under crisis, find those secret places. Now comes the evening. I think in my own life, I'm only telling you this, that my afternoon, it's about four o'clock in my life. And I really feel at my age, I've got about two more hours in the afternoon. I'll tell you what my evening is going to look like. I'll use David as an analogy. A gentleman came to me and he said, he said, Pastor, do you remember about 12, 15 years ago, there was a preacher that came, told me the name, and said that there's going to be three great, great trials you'll go through. He listed one. He said, you remember you went through that one? I said, yes. He said, you remember the one? Two. I said, yes, I'd forgotten the message. He said, this one you're going through. Now, remember the preacher said, if you make it through this one, what is coming on your life? And I realized something that speaks to all of us. All of us, if you make it through, whatever it is you're dealing with, oh, what is coming on your life? Can I prophesy to you? Just come right here, right here. You've got the blue mask, come right here. I'll tell you what's going to happen in the evening. Come quick because my time is moving real fast. But whatever it is, I don't know what it is. But if you make it through what is coming on your life. Oh my God. Eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard the things that are coming on your life. Stay strong, son. Stay strong. In Jesus' name. Look, look, look. When you get to the evening, it's 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 a it's a paradox because on one side you feel weary, like you've been through so much. But here's what you're missing. You're so much wiser by what you would you learned wisdom through warfare. The greatest chapter. Most people read the Psalms about David. They read uh, David in First Samuel, but the greatest chapter of David's life is found in Second Samuel twenty-three. He sits down. He begins to write. He says, "Thus saith Israel's sweet psalmist, the son of Jesse, the one that God raised up on high." And he begins to talk about what his evening looks like. And this is where I want you to get to. When you're weary, you've been through much scars all over you. But if you look at every scar, you'll see every scar is telling a story. This is why transparency in the evening is so critical. That means take your coat off and show the next generation. These are my scars. Paul says, watch, I bear in my body the marks of serving Jesus Christ. And henceforth, let no man trouble me <laughs> ah, I know I'm talking to someone that's what those scars are for those are the stories listen you're seasoned but now you're settled the struggle seasoned your life 
And you know, people of color, you know, we don't like food without seasoning, right? That's what your life is. Watch. Seasoning is the result of coming through many seasons. It's surviving many seasons that makes your life more palatable to other people. God makes you seasoned and settled, stable and successful. Do you know why it's good to be successful now? Now you know how to manage the success. Now you know what success is really for. It, it isn't really for 20 cars. It really isn't for a 50,000 watch square foot house for you and your wife. You realize what success is really for. And you also realize what success really is. Read those chapters and verses when you get a chance. But this is the evening of your life. And then now is the time to eat. This is the time for gratification. Now you can sit down and have an evening meal. No wonder the Bible says that when a man labors, his sleep is sweet, whether he eats little or much, because he's put in the time. And I close with these two because I think these two are important. It's in this season that you are primed to offer others counsel. I find it even in my own life, too many children are counseling us. Haven't been through nothing and telling you you can make it. Now is the time to counsel. So listen to the wisdom of God. Rise before the hoary headed. The word hoary headed means white hair. Can I help you ladies and gentlemen? When your hair starts getting white, don't fight it. That's wisdom protruding from your head. Let me repeat that again. That's wisdom coming out of your head. Ah, somebody needs to shout hallelujah right there. Zach, I can take that home with me. I'm taking that one home with me. Wasting money on dying. I'm going to take that home with me. And here's the last one, and you'll love this one, because this is what we need. Now is the time to transfer knowledge. The first one was calling all mentors. This is calling all fathers. A young pastor said to me one time, he was young, just started. He said, you can call me every time, you know, I'm wise. <laughs> I said, the fact that you've got to tell me that you're wise... <laughs> a good indication that you're not wise we have many teachers come but we have not many fathers mantles only drop when fathers rise I can hear you in the monitor M mantles only drop when fathers rise I want you to get that stand on your feet everyone my time is elapsed and I'm actually five minutes over In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, ask yourself the question, what time is it in my life? As you rise to your feet, I want you to take both hands and lift them up to God. I hope you've got something today 
regardless of where you find yourself on the continuum of the day. If you're in the morning, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. If you're in the afternoon, take heed to the temperature of your life. And if you're in the evening, a generation needs to hear from you. That's why God kept you alive, kept us alive, so that we can tell the next generation, here's how you manage the day. Our hands are raised, God, and we say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Whether we're in the morning or the afternoon, we will rejoice and we will be glad in it.